0: Welcome to Life and Business in Flow. I'm your host and the mentor to creatives, Kate Adamo. I created this podcast to share about the challenges in my life that led me to running a proactive and sustainable business on my terms. I've always been guided by my intuition and what feels right, and I've never done what they say you should do. I've always done it my way and with authenticity. We'll talk life, health, boundaries, business, brand, finances, worth, and everything in between. Because when we get clear on the foundations and value ourselves, we create not only a sustainable business, but a life that flows. And I want that for you. Thank you for being here. It means the world to me. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. Today's episode, I want to speak to you about taking control of your finances. And as a mentor of, um, well, I guess this is going into year five now of mentoring. Uh, hundreds of women and a few men over the last few years. It's one of the biggest challenges that I see, I guess it's with small business owners, but especially creatives that are so dedicated on their product or service and keeping their client happy that they often neglect the back end and the finances in their business. Maybe that's due to time. Uh, Maybe that's just really not sure where to start or just not prioritizing because they're so busy with the other areas in the business. So it's it's something that I've seen can really be make or break in the business and has led to some really heartbreaking situations where there's been, you know, huge tax debt, um, people not realizing that the business was running at a loss, um, not taking enough of a a wage. And a few women sort of talking to me about recently that what they're paying themselves was based on a pro rata of what they thought they were working, how many hours they were working based on where they used to work or because I only work three days and I'm a mum, then I should have part of a wage. Um, no, this is not how it works in in business. And and that for me was just really heartbreaking to hear. Uh, And then I guess to work through that with those women and teach them what it looks like on the other side and what they should be earning and to just forget anything to do with full-time employment and wage and any of those things. The other thing I have heard a couple of times recently, which has also, you know, really been upsetting to hear is some women saying to me, when I was talking to them about profit in their business, yeah, we make, we make profit. Yep. We're taking money from the business. Okay, great. So we end up investigating and go through and do my really thorough, you know, expense and sales and forecasts and pipelines and things. And what it comes to is they're actually not in fact making a profit because profit comes in as far as I see it. And as far as I'm, I'm sure that it is for most people in accountants, profit to me comes after you pay all your bills, all of your tax, your staff, everything you pay yourself and profit is on top of this. So some women have actually just been taking little bits of owner drawing, some scraps here and there, 500, 1500, two grand, a little bit here and there when they can and taking that as, and, and calling that profit. And the conversation I've had and the way I've shown them, I guess, to think about that and, and what that actually means has just been the biggest eye opener and shift in the way they charge, the way they value themselves. And, um, I guess just... How they feel about themselves in a business. This isn't just a mum in a couple in a, you know working in the business a couple of days a week as a bit of a hobby. You know, a lot of service providers only take clients three days a week because they're working on their business the other days. So why would you think just because you're a parent working from home that you're worth anything less than anyone else running a business without children? So it's something that I you know I just wanted to share today because it's come up a number of times this year already in my mentoring sessions, and I just think it's time that we really think about that and, and change the narrative on it. So along with the, you know, issues that I normally see plaguing creatives of the, I can't charge that, they won't pay that, the invoice anxiety, the, you know, not having clarity on where things are going and um, why they could or should be charging more or or whatnot for, for their different services is I guess some of the back um, backend uh, to do with finances and just having things set up properly and having clarity there. And depending on what you know, where you are in your business and how long you've been in your business, you, you may have already done a lot of the things that I'm about to explain, or maybe you've done some and you really need to do some more, or maybe you're just starting out in your business and you're trying to work it all out. And if that's the case, I just wanted to run through a few things that I think are really important when it comes to the finance side of your business. So the first thing I would say is to set up a separate business bank account if you haven't already done that and don't be paying for things out of your personal account and don't be getting groceries out of your business account or any of those things, just keeping it tidy, keeping it clean. It just makes it so much easier for the accountant or at tax time or for reconciling. Also, a great idea is to set up a separate business bank account to transfer your BAS or tax into. And for some people that works best as a percentage of each you know product or service, depending on what it might be or what price point. And for others, it might simply be that it's paying um, BAS or or tax, like a, a certain amount into the bank account every month, which is what I do because it's always quite similar. And maybe it's even worth chatting to your accountant if you are a sole trader and you're in that first couple of years and you're starting to earn more and you're getting to you know paying tax at the end of the year that you consider next financial year, paying your personal tax quarterly. That's something that uh, I've been doing for the last few years. And you don't get that big bill at the end of the financial year that feels really hard to jump over and then you may have to go onto a payment plan with. So it's something to really look at and just be completely on top of. I would also suggest getting accounting software from the beginning or the early days of your business. I don't want you thinking that you know you need to treat the business as a hobby and see how it's going to work out. For sure, for some people in those first couple of months when they're setting things up, they might put things on an Excel doc. I made the decision when I started my business that day one, I got QuickBooks and every single thing went through there and everything from day one of the business has been recorded. So I would suggest QuickBooks or a lot of my clients use Xero as well. They're both you know wonderful accounting software programs that track everything, your sales, your invoicing, profit and loss, balance sheets, all of those things. They're just such a brilliant tool. And then once you've got your separate business bank account set up, you then um, get that synced so that everything is feeding into your account and you're not having to enter things, which saves so much time. There's also things like Receipt Bank and a few other different software programs where you can actually take a photo and record your invoices and keep them all in there as well. So maybe something like that is uh, an option for you to consider. And the other thing on your accounting software, if you you aren't sure how to use it, and you're struggling a little bit with it, and things probably aren't coded or go into the right categories, or you don't really know how to set them up. Go out there and um, get yourself some support. There's so many wonderful bookkeepers and accountants and people that that train with this, and I use, and a number of my clients use Stacey from Healthy Business Finances. Now she's based just outside of Melbourne, but you know I'm in Queensland, and we still catch up on Zoom and. I catch up with her probably three, four times a year just to make sure that everything's integrating, going to the right categories. Nothing's been doubled up or, or mucked up in the back end, which can happen when you've got third party sort of software with Dubsado and Stripe and whatnot with integrations. But I've just found that a game changer to just have everything set up correctly. And Stacey is just so wonderful and, and you know, clear and prompt on all of those things. And same sort of thing. If you're, you know, if you're struggling with your reconciling and you're getting months and months behind and it's stressing you out and you've got a couple of hundred entries in there all the time, or sometimes more than a couple of hundred from what I've seen and heard, maybe it's time to engage a bookkeeper. The smartest thing in in my business I've done is to outsource, you know, where, where it's not my strength or I'm not the expert in that area. Just find out how much it is factor it into your budget and just make it something that um, you prioritize without sourcing because if you're working nights trying to do this and make it work that means that the business isn't sustainable if you're trying to you know do your reconciling accounts weekends and nights and you're months behind that to me not sustainable so it may be best to to reach out to the bookkeeper and get that done to be on top of it because the last thing that we want is to be running you know six or twelve months behind because that doesn't serve a lot of small businesses uh, it can start to Get a little bit out of hand, there can be really lengthy payment plans with the ATO. And from when that bass was last done, six, 12, 18 months ago, you may be earning a lot more now, and you're not putting aside that money for tax that you should be. So it's actually going to start to dig an even bigger hole. So that's something that I've always been very, very prompt on having it all reconciled every week. Good to go. Stacey actually does um, my bass, and then you know, in that first week or two of the quarter, I reach out. Um, Let her know it's all done and reconciled. She does her thing, lodges it, you know, pay the invoice. And then I've already got the money in the account because I've been putting that aside each month and it's ready to go each quarter. It's not a problem. It's not a challenge. It's not a stressful time. It just flows and happens. If that's not how it's happening for you and if it feels like a lot of work and you're trying to lodge it yourself, for the sake of a couple hundred dollars and to get it right, sometimes it's just smarter to outsource those things and to not stress yourself out because how much time are you could you be spending on that service or on that particular, you know, on that particular task? For example, you know, reconciling or doing your BAS, um, if it's something that you, you know, aren't as clear or, or, or enjoy doing. If you paid someone, what more could you be making in your business when you look at their hourly rate versus yours and what you could be doing to move the business forward? So something to think on. And I also suggest checking in with your accountant a couple of times a year and just checking that you are on on track for for your tax because... It was something that happened to me probably a few years back. You, you know, you go from your businesses ticking along that first year or two to having a little bit of growth and um, and you need to actually be putting away that little bit more tax each quarter, especially if you are paying quarterly or for that end of the year, if you are just paying it once a year. So I think it's a really good time to do that check in a couple of times a year. Where am I at? What does it look like? My tax is going to be and, and just get some support around that so that it's not a rude shock um, come July or August. And uh, with that, end of financial year is only a little over three months away, which sounds very crazy, but it is. And it'll be here before we know it. So if you're one of my clients and you've done an expense forecast and we've gone through all of the numbers, you'll know what, what this next few months looks like and what you've planned to book in and pay deposits for and all of those things. And if not, now's the time to start thinking about what you want to book in or what you want to purchase prior to end of financial year. Is it a new van for your business or a vehicle? Is it a rebrand or a photo shoot or mentoring, um, copywriting? Is it setting up Dubsado? Is it a new website? I want you to get really clear on what you think you would like to do or maybe what you even might need to spend. And that could be a conversation with the accountant um, as we start, you know, the beginning of this new quarter in April. And to be really clear on that, but also like for your benefit, but also not to put pressure on, uh, on the suppliers. Like I remember a couple of years ago there was people, you know, on the 30th of June, Kate, I need to book in with you and I need to pay. And my VA after 530 was still doing invoices that day. And and while we're very grateful for the clients who have come in the door and to have worked with people, it's like, guys, we've had 30 days in June. Um you don't need to reach out on the 30th, you know, the 7th of June. It doesn't have to be in that last dying minutes of the of June to uh to, to qualify to uh to help you with your tax um and BAS for that financial year. So something to think about. And just even for yourself as well, if you are a service-based business that would potentially be taking a lot of sales calls or engaging with new clients in June or those last few weeks of the year to maybe just not be taking on too many other projects in June and to allow some time for an influx of bookings and people coming into your business. And if you're really clear on your business and how it tracks and you've got clear pipelines and financials, you'll know one of the months, which are the peaks and troughs um, of when a lot of people sort of book in traditionally. And that's, I guess, something to think about to give yourself some space in those months. So I really hope that that helps. And so I guess, you know, going on from that, because that's a lot of, you know, tax and bank accounts and accounting software, if you are struggling with what to charge or how to charge or how much your business will cost to run, maybe you need to set accurate goals or targets in your business, or you'd really like to feel a lot more clearer and empowered with your finances, then I'd love to support you. It's an area that in my clients' businesses that I know that I can have a huge impact because... It's something that I'm passionate about. I live and breathe it from very early on in my business. As I said earlier, I set up accounting software from day one. I had like a really thorough sort of, you know, budget and expenses spreadsheet set up. Uh, I run a personal budget that I I literally look at daily um, that I've been running just, you know, probably since my 20s. I'm very much across numbers and what it looks like and what people need to earn and how to pay yourself a wage. How to increase prices? Why to increase prices? And all of those things that I find creatives often struggle with, or have so much fear come up when finances and money is discussed. And you know, it's not your fault. I know traditionally um, with women and creatives, it can be um, our parents' money story, our partners, and ex bosses. It can just be stories that we're told, or just you know the world around us. And, and you know. I guess it's, you know, it's hard to put into words, but it's just the, the challenges that you've, that you've had and that you have faced all come up when it's, when you start a business. And I just don't want you, I just don't want you to be holding yourself back and not earning what you deserve because of a fear or someone else's money story that you are carrying. And that's holding you back. I don't want to see your past holding you back for what this beautiful future in your business could look like. And I also want you to get really curious around what it could look and feel like for you to be confident in your finances and to have a clear financial plan for your business because you don't need to figure it out alone. There's so much support available to you and there is absolutely abundance available to everyone in their business but that abundance won't happen without clarity and um, a bit of curiosity and a little bit of hard work. So I really hope that you found um, today's episode helpful. If you are struggling, please reach out. I would love to support you with that. It is you know, quite a meaty part of the business, but without having that clarity there, it's very hard to run something sustainable and for the business to feel good and for you to feel confident in what you're doing. So thanks so much for listening. um, And until next time, take care. thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Please DM me on Instagram at Life and business in Flow or leave a review. If you could go one step further and subscribe or share today's podcast on your socials, I'd be very grateful. Until next time, take care and thank you.